What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of Dad Needs to Talk. I am your host, Robert, and today we are celebrating six months of podcasting. I got a very awesome new logo, and I play some very dope games. So let's talk about it. What is up, (laughs) y'all? This is a very, very, very special occasion. Man, I know the podcast is out a little bit late this week, but I feel like the wait is going to be worth it. Um, So for those of y'all who are still just listening to audio only, I have started doing video podcasting so hopefully from this point going forward um the podcast will be full video as well as you know of course it'll still be you know for those of you that enjoy just listening to the audio only on spotify etc that ain't going nowhere it'll still be there you know still be still but it it will still be there (laughs) for you but i am just expanding and growing and so, yeah, like I said, um, I am six months into this podcasting biz and it's very wild to think about everything that has happened up to this point. But before I get too deep into the woods, <laughs> let, let me take a step back and just say, as always, I am your humble host, Robert, a.k.a. Father of Vash. And if this is your first time here, welcome. But if you've been rocking with me for a while, then welcome back. So, yeah, uh, of course, all, all the usual fun stuff. You know, if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast feed of your choice or subscribe to the or not or but also subscribe to the Daddy's Talk YouTube channel. So, yeah. This is uh, just kind of very surreal that I am doing this podcast, but also now I'm going to have the nice little video to go along with it. Um, And hopefully you are seeing this, (laughs) you know, um, if, if you're seeing this on YouTube, then that means that, hey, I was successful in my endeavor to get this out. But if not, we'll try again next week. (laughs) But, uh. But yeah, so like I said, just just starting off, I have to give a very, very, very big shout out to a very big shout out to the person who did the new uh, logo for Danny's Talk. His name is Tyron Tyron Bryant Um, on Instagram. He is at JetSetter underscore Tyron. So that is J-E-T-S-E-T-A underscore T-Y-R-O-N. He did a very awesome, awesome job on bringing this idea I've had for a while to life. 
Um, you know, everybody by now, hopefully everybody you would, you would have seen this logo somewhere, whether on my Instagram, my Twitter feed, on the website somewhere. Um, but for those of you that are watching the video, um, you should see it over here on the screen. Um, and for audio listeners that haven't seen it, but I think I think I'm gonna try to put this image as the podcast uh, logo for the week. But it is, of course, Trigon related. It is me as Wolfwood reading the manga Trigon, sitting next to my awesome son Vash. And yes, for anybody that might be listening or watching my concert for the first time yes i do have a real son named vash <laughs> he is lord he is three about to be four in a couple of months but yeah this is my awesome son here holding a ps5 controller <laughs> and uh, of course gotta got have my my manga with me with you know everything that we do here on the podcast talk about fatherhood manga anime slash tv games and life so yeah i am very happy very excited to finally have this and the the stars aligned perfectly because i had started early in the week kind of playing around with trying to figure out uh doing the video stuff for the podcast when he had uh when tyron had messaged me a pretty much final picture of this um we just you know just needed to just adjust like a couple of things but when i found out they're like oh this is gonna be met ready within the next day or so i was like well perfect timing because like i said at the top of the show this is my six month anniversary of podcasting so started this uh back around march 14th 2021 and it is currently september 14th 2021 that I am recording this so you know I figured very fitting for for this milestone for me to you know bring it in with the bang new logo video podcasting and all that fun jazz so yeah so yeah hopefully you know you guys like it you know of course as always you know leave some feedback comments all that good stuff you know Especially now with it being on YouTube, leave a comment below. Let me know, like, hey, what did you think? How did I do on my first episode <laughs> of the podcast? Um, how did I do, or how how did uh, Tyron do with the uh, with the logo? So, yeah, but um, but yeah, so let's kind of just go and just roll right into the show. Um, it's not going to be like well, I always say it's not going to be super long. <laughs> But I always manage to uh, prove myself wrong. But we'll see how this goes, cause, uh, cause uh, some uh, some manga chapters was on break this week, and I didn't really watch too too much. Cause honestly, just, just to be honest with y'all, you know, I kind of had a rough last week. Kind um, kind of more so like like on the mental side. Cause I was kind of dealing with some stuff at home, uh, life, family wise, and stuff, whatever. That really took a big toll on me. That honestly, I almost didn't even record last week's podcast but i was like no i need to keep pushing forward uh but you know one one thing i will kind of say up front here just for everybody you know just communication with 
anybody that you're working with, that you're, you know, relationship with, married with, best friends with, whoever, communication is a very, very, very key fundamental because there are many times to where things might get blown out of proportion and it's something that could have been settled if the people would have just talked, you know, and, and not just, uh, you know, made assumptions on stuff whatever. Because a lot of times it's like, you know what, even if it might have been, hey, you've known this person for years or, you know, this has been your friend for forever, you know, just never get too, too complacent, you know, to, you know, to where you're just automatically assuming a whole bunch, whatever. So, but, um, but yeah, but anywho. I'm doing better now. Like I said, um, thank you to those of y'all that did, you know, reach out to me. Um, cause I did kind of, uh, I guess I did kind of tweet some, uh, potentially this distressing stuff, but, um, but we're okay. We will be okay. I will be okay as we continue to march forward on our journey to take over the podcasting world. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, man. Like, like I said, six freaking months. Uh, I guess one thing I definitely like. I don't know. It, it's kind of wild, you know. Just kind of just thinking back on how much stuff I have gotten to do in this short amount of time, and I, I honestly didn't even think I would get to do even a fraction of what I have been able to do, you know, until a year plus of me being on this podcast, but. I kind of want to give, I kind of want to give a really big shout out to a, I'll, 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 I'll think of her as a friend, uh, Miss uh, Kendra from the My Hero Academia podcast. Um, so some, some of you may know, some of you may not know or whatever, but when I first started podcasting, you know, I started out, you know, with just, Hey, just my phone and yeah, just my cell phone and a little $20 pop filter that I got off of Amazon because, hey, that's all I needed. It was getting the job done. And so, you know, I, I've been listening to Kendra them um, and shout out to Kendra because I know, I know I know you listen from time to time or you might have some episodes build up. But shout out to you uh, for whenever you might hear this. <laughs> but. Uh, the way that you were so instrumental in my early growth, I'll say is that you gave me an opportunity to kind of step up and collaborate. Like I said, at a time when I was like, okay, I'm only like barely a month into this, you know, and it was literally me, me shooting my podcast shot <laughs> on one of the, one of the, uh, one of the posts from the podcast or whatever, um, I had just made some type of comment of like, hey, it'd be very cool, you know, if someday, you know, I could be a guest on the podcast. And like I said, me thinking, like, okay, I'm looking at like a year plus down the line. Um, and so I just, you know, sent that out, out into the ether. Honestly, was not expecting nothing or whatever. And within, within the next day or so, uh, Kendra had reached out to me and was like, hey, checked out your podcast checked out your stuff you seem like a cool dude do you want to come on the podcast and so within you know that the next couple of weeks I joined the podcast and <laughs> my first time on a podcast was horrible for me because 
uh, it quickly showed me that, you know, for, for as tech savvy as I am, because those of y'all that know, you know, my, my day job, uh, my, my career for like the last decade is in IT. So um, I work, I work IT within the uh, medical field. And so, you know, I'm pretty tech savvy with certain things, but podcasting is a whole other beast, you know, because learning how to do audio and video and all this other stuff, whatever, it's a whole other language from, from, you know, what I do on a day-to-day basis. And so I'll never forget, I had, I had this, this old Samsung tablet that I've had for a while. It still looks brand new because I take care of my stuff, but it's pretty old. And so... I had that, I had these headsets plugged into the tablet and I'm thinking, and, and I had the tablet wedged into a piece of styrofoam because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm ready for business. So a few minutes before, before we get ready to record with, with the MHA, with the My Hero Academia podcast crew, uh, you know, they send the link like, okay, hey, click the link to join, you know, for the, uh, for the, uh, it was the Zencaster uh, stream. And lo and behold, Zencaster is not supported on mobile devices. <laughs> so what I had to do was I had to pull out at the time my like six plus year old laptop that I've had uh, that takes forever to boot up. And so literally I was like probably like 15 minutes. We, we had to delay the podcast about 15 minutes in order for me to, you know, get uh, get that sorted out and figured out. And so even, even though once I got the laptop up and running, whatever and stuff, um, my audio was echoing. Cause like I said, I was just using these headsets, which are some just PlayStation headsets I use for my PlayStation, uh, going into a, uh, going into my old laptop and I could hear myself echoing within my headset. So like my speech pattern was so stuttered and basically long story short, I felt horrible, and so I immediately went and invested. You know, talked talked to my wife about it or whatever because I had had some extra coins at the time, and so it was like, you know what, this is something I'm serious about. And the fact that I was given that opportunity so early, it was like, okay, never again do I want to be caught off guard with a awesome opportunity to collaborate with some cool people like that again so i went out invested in this very nice um hyper x uh what is it hyper x quadcaster s microphone and got me a nice new uh laptop and yeah and then and then i also uh, not long after that i went ahead and i invested in building a website for myself um just because you know for for those of you that like i said that are new you know i am pretty meticulous i do my research (laughs) when when, uh, of of my friends of my friend group in college you know aside from you know my, my other nickname the mastermind they also call me the researcher because every time, you know, me and my buddies would be hanging out and somebody ask a question and feel something I didn't know, I would always be off to the side or on the couch over or whatever, just on my phone looking it up. 
And that was something that they pointed out to me because it was just something I was just doing out of habit for years and years and years. And so that is something that is carried with me today. And so it was like, you know what? I started researching, doing stuff, you know, looking to like, okay, just like what, what are the potential things I could do to help my podcast? Because, you know, like I said, from episode one, I am mainly doing this for myself to kind of help me cope with the stuff I've, I've been going through. But as I've said time and time again, my mama ain't raised no fool. So as I'm on this journey of podcasting, you know, I I am I have been trying to do everything that I can along the way early on to build a solid foundation to like I said, for opportunities and stuff that might come along along the way. And so, yeah, so like I said, I've, I've invested in some equipment pretty early on. I invested a lot into my website because, yeah, I could have, you know, you know, I, I originally did like like a super basic thing, whatever, barely any money for the website. But I ended up putting more money to it to unlock more features like SE, like like uh, advanced uh, SEO stuff. So search engine optimization and other stuff of like of that nature you know, for, uh, for me to, for me to, uh, to get into and stuff, whatever, like I said, to just to try to, Hey, like I said, just building that, building that solid foundation. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, along the way I have met so many awesome people. I have gotten a chance to collaborate with so many awesome people. Um, you know, some of the early people that I've gotten a chance to, collaborate with like I said aside from you know Kendra the Kendra and the My Hair Academia podcast crew which I have been on <laughs> over a dozen times at this point there was one point where I think I was on almost every week for like a month or two um but yeah aside from them uh I did a podcast with uh Jose over at Dad Without a Dad podcast uh, my homie Chris over at uh Anime Gencho we did some stuff together. Other homie, Scuba Steve from Inside the Mind of a Blurred podcast. I got to do an episode with uh, him and his daughter, Skylar, on the Skylar and Scuba Steve podcast. Um, Miss uh, Lady C on Creative Studio 101. And yeah, that's just like a few examples. And then the most recent thing I got to do was I got to talk to a podcast class a few weeks ago at a University of Texas Arlington. A, a professor that teaches a class there, he just reached out to me one day out the blue and was like, hey, would you be interested in doing this? And, you know, I have done it. Like I said, it's been a, it's been a few weeks ago now. But man, once again, just, just hit six months today. And I feel like I have gotten to do so much, gotten to collaborate with so many awesome people that it's kind of like giving me hope of like, man, if this is what I can do six months in, what's it going to look like when I hit my one year anniversary, my two year anniversary and so on and so forth. So, yeah. So I, I just definitely want to say, you know, much appreciation to everybody along the way, you know, whether you have listened to every single podcast episode I have done or whether you just say hey, whether you're just here for the uh, for the Tokyo Revengers, you know, mini episodes or the uh, 
or the the villain saga or 20th century boys manga read-throughs and all that fun jazz you know if if you ever just click to play on my podcast for whatever reason thank you thank you thank you and i hope that you will continue on this journey with me because we're on to continue on to bigger and greater heights so yeah um, and, and speaking of 20th Century Boys, real quick, just in a bit of housekeeping before we just roll right on to the show proper. Uh, yeah, I have uh, this week I put up another review for uh, 20th Century Boys Perfect Edition Volume 4. Um, that's something on the ship, I don't feel like grabbing it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, I had put that out to, well, Tuesday as of the time it's recording. So yeah, go check that out. That's on the podcast feed as well as on my YouTube channel and all that fun stuff. But um, yeah, so let's see real quick. What are we going to get into? I guess, uh, you know, let's let's go ahead and just rock into some freaking news because this week we had some very, very, very awesome stuff happen uh, or, or I guess last week at this time, end of last week, uh, PlayStation rolled through with a PlayStation showcase and they dropped off a few goodies. Now I'm, I'm going to just talk about a, a couple of them, whatever the couple ones that like really, you know, stick out to me. One of the big ones was they finally showed a tease for the new, uh, uh, Spider-Man two from Insomniac coming to PS5 in the year 2023. So we still have a couple years left, but I am very hyped, very excited. I freaking, I loved the first game. They came out in what, 2018? And then I freaking loved uh, Miles Morales. They came out last holiday. I got that when I got my PS5. And so now we have this game coming up and we already got a tease that Venom is going to play a big part in, in it, which, you know, if you play the the first game, the both of the first couple games, you kind of expected it or whatever, um, just because of the way the way that they set up some stuff. But uh, but yeah, I, I am extremely hyped and ready to play this game. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, Spider-Man 2 coming in two years, <laughs> but I'll be there day one regardless. Now, next up, we got this other huge, sorry, huge, unexpected surprise. So, the same team that put out Miles Morales last holiday, then then they just put out Ratchet and Clank or Rift Apart a couple months ago. They are also, along with Spider-Man 2, working on a freaking... Wolverine game so I am very excited for this because like I said they're just good at what they do I love the Spider-Man games I loved Ratchet and Clank which I beat over the weekend which I'll talk about in a little bit um but man freaking Wolverine we're getting a Marvel Wolverine game from the Spider-Man team so yeah very hype, very excited about that. And the probably one of the the most excited thing I'm, I'm excited for out of these three for me is freaking God of War 
Ragnarok. <laughs> so, you know, for those of you who do not know, I really enjoyed the previous God of War games. Um, I, I honestly I didn't play any of them until God of War Three was coming out back at that time. Because what I ended up doing was um, I had got that uh, God of War collection that came out. Um, like, like right before God of War 3 came out. So I like, I like bench played one, two, as well as both of the, uh, PSP games. Um, cause they had it all on the same disc and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, love those. And then freaking loved God of War 2018. Cause that, that game will always hold a special, special place in my heart because that game came out right after Vash was born. So Vash was, I think maybe six months old because Vash was born in November and then the game came out in April. So yeah, Vash was about six months old when God of War came out. And so that was just like a very special bonding moment for me because here we have Kratos going on a journey with his son while I'm sitting up here holding my son um, and honestly, if I would have thought, I would have, I would have uh, grabbed some pictures because because I took pictures, obviously, with with Vash when I had my copy <laughs> of God of War. I had like baby in one hand, God of War in the other hand. But um, but yeah, but yeah, that that game just holds a very special place in my heart because of that moment in time. Like I said, I, I, like I said, obviously, the game itself was freaking awesome, super fire. But because of the father son, you know, dynamic at the core of it. It just means that much more to me and just knowing that, okay, we're about to get even more of that, you know, along with, you know, the teases of characters and stuff. So, uh, so one of the things I'm excited about, um, is they announced that, uh, uh, well, real quick, uh, just cause I'm about to talk about, uh, voice actors. So for Venom and Spider-Man 2, they announced that, uh, I think it's not. I think it's like Tony Todd, the guy from the original Candyman, is doing the voice of Venom, and in God of War Ragnarok, the voice of Thor is going to be uh, I believe it's Ryan Hurst, basically the the guy that plays uh, Opie in uh, Sons of Anarchy, which I, me and my wife loved Sons of Anarchy, and so just knowing like okay, yo, he's going to be playing freaking. Thor, or he's gonna be voicing Thor, is so super cool, so super awesome. I'm super, super excited about it. But, uh, but yeah, man, it, it is. Uh, yeah, I, I am just super hyped, super excited for that. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so lots of awesome new games coming up like so that, that i'm very excited for and they, they showed off some other stuff like they showed off more of a of forespoken which i'm interested in and some other stuff but those three were honestly like my big highlights of uh of that playstation showcase last week so speaking of trailers <laughs> we also got a uh got our first look at freaking uh hawkeye the hawkeye uh Marvel TV series is coming at the end of the year. And so, honestly, I don't know. You know, I, I, I will watch it. Because it's Marvel, it's the MCU. I feel like if I mess around and I fall off and I miss 
one thing that I'm gonna miss another and then it's gonna be hard to catch up so I, I just I watch or I try to watch everything as it comes out so WandaVision uh, Falcon Winter Soldier Loki what if the movies all of it I'll try to watch it as soon as I can um, you know as they release and so uh, so yeah so like I said I, I will do the same thing with this you know I'm like I said, I'm not it's Hawkeye <laughs> so I'm not like too overly enthusiastic about it but hey like I said I, I, I am willing you know and hoping that they uh you know maybe uh you know show me otherwise that they might pull off a Christmas miracle and get me to care about Hawkeye <laughs> but uh but yeah so uh so yeah so that that's coming up um, at the end of this year, so uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, because what we so we we just got Shang Chi uh, a couple weeks ago, which like I said last episode, loved it. Um, then we have the Eternals coming up in November, and then Hawkeye, and then Spider Man at the uh, middle to end of December. So yeah, so more more good MCU MCU ness. <laughs> coming up soon but um but yeah so let me know what y'all think about the news but uh yeah so let's go ahead and just roll right into uh some more stuff so finally <laughs> talk about some freaking video games so over the weekend i finally set my butt down and finished uh up a uh, ratchet and clank rift apart on ps5 and Enjoyed it to the end, you know, it, I, I kind of wish that I would have just like kept going and pushing, but hey, it is what it is at this point back when it first came out. Cause now I just kind of, you know what, I don't really care too much about trying cause originally I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna try to get the platinum and you know, hundred percent the game and all this stuff. But this weekend and plus, you know, I was kind of in a different mind frame as well. I was like, you know what, I just want to play this, beat it and honestly be done with it. Not in a bad way, but because games are coming out like i'm i'm already behind on stuff whatever you know because i still haven't finished or i haven't i haven't even gotten to touch psychonauts 2 i haven't got to touch uh the new ghost of tsushima expansion which i freaking loved that game last year and i am heartbroken that i have not gotten to play that yet um i still haven't finished uh shoot what's that game uh shoot my, my mind is going blank the 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 little crow game lower that that's gonna bug me um dang it that that <laughs> that, that is really going death's door there there it is death's door um but anywho but yeah because but yeah, I, I know things are getting bad because freaking uh uh what's we call it a uh, life is strange true colors came out last week and i haven't got to play it and i'm like i freaking love the life is strange series and that's another one. i'm like okay i need to start making time Hey, you gotta put the manga down, pause on the anime. We need to get some games playing, get to playing some games. Uh, but yeah, Ratchet and Clank, freaking awesome. Um, I, I do understand because, like, back when the game came out, I heard like reviewers and stuff talking about, um, and impressions talking about, like, where people thought, like, man, it felt like the game was supposed to end, like, you know, two, three, or four times. And I got that because, like, because there was definitely like multiple points where I'm like, oh, okay, it's about to wrap up. Up, oh, nope, okay, one more planet. All right, we're about to wrap up. Up, oh, nope, nope. Going to another dimension, you know. But like I said, it is 
the game is beautiful. The game is super fun to play. So it wasn't like, man, I got to keep playing this trash game. It's like, no, I get to continue playing this awesome game. But like I said, just feel like it's getting getting a little bit long in the tooth, at least like I said, for me. But also that could have just been, you know, you know, the game came out freaking beginning to middle of June. (laughs) It is now middle of September. So I am many months behind on on my gaming and on, you know, putting this game to rest. But I played it. I enjoyed it. And yeah, you know, it might be something I might kind of dabble around with. Um, I've still played it a little bit here and there just because, you know, because Vash has been trying to play it. And it's, you know, he, he, he can do pretty good. But like, you know, he still doesn't like fully understand like switching weapons and stuff like that. So he'll just like just like be spraying spraying and praying <laughs> just shooting like he, he'd just be walking just walking down the hallway in the in the hall an empty hall in the game just shooting i just like all your all his little bullets going bye bye and then he gets to a, a firefight and it's like uh-oh daddy help <laughs> so uh so it's all you know still kind of messing around playing with him here and there but uh but yeah but yeah ratchet and clank it's freaking awesome and uh yeah, ready to roll into some other stuff. Uh, I do have a big game that's going to be like the main topic for today. Um, I'm going to be talking about and reviewing this game called uh, the, uh, where is it? The Artful Escape, which I'll, I'll talk about that um, when I get to it later on in the show. But just know that, you know, I did play another game, played and beat a whole other game over the uh, the last few days and stuff as well but uh yeah so let me see let's go ahead and let's jump into let's see because we did news talked about ratchet and clank let's see because like i said i didn't really get to like watch too too much this week uh but i guess you know i kind of just i'll kind of start to talk about um what's gonna call it uh or my brain's going blank. Uh, my My Hero Academia, uh, the anime, My Hero Academia anime episode. Uh, I think it was one eleven, maybe. I don't remember. Basically, the most recent episode, the uh, uh, Tenko Shimura, so Shigaraki's backstory. And of course, hey, spoilers for the episode. I'm not going to do manga spoilers, but just spoiler for the episode. Um, I feel like they finally they they did his flashback justice you know uh just seeing just all those scenes that, that i that i do remember you know experiencing in the manga a while back of just like when his powers first started awakening and he freaking touched the dog and it just turned to a, a puddle of puddle of blood and fur and so just seeing that seeing like you know just, just like the ongoing, just him grasping the people, and I think the one that kind of like hit me the most was his mom, when his mom decided to run towards her son, and when she saw, okay, my son is in this moment of crisis of need, and like Sugar Rocky had touched the ground, and like the decay had spread everywhere, and so the the decay had already spread through the ground to his mom, but she was still running desperately to get to her son and so when she was like reaching out to him or whatever and then when she like right before she got ready to hug him and then she 
dust was just sad to see. But um, but yeah, but yeah, they 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 definitely did uh they definitely did that moment justice and that uh and I thought I had the image saved somewhere, but basically the the just that kind of like maniacal look on sh- on young Sugar Rocky's face after all that horror stuff went through, whatever was pretty wild and crazy. But um but yeah, but yeah, shout out and kudos to the anime for uh, like I said for doing an awesome job on on adapting the uh Sugar Rocky flashback. So next up let's see let's talk about uh Fina Pirate Princess. So sorry this going um so yeah so Fina Pirate Princess this episode was another good one and just kind of like just like bringing up just like more questions like okay like what is going on <laughs> you know because because of course you know Fina is you know she's with the guy that uh or with the group the pirate the the female mercenary group that kidnapped her for this one guy and so Basically, this episode we ended up learning that that the coordinates isn't to El Dorado, which is what that female pirate crew was wanting to get to. It was actually to uh, some other place, uh, but um, but yeah, it, it was just kind of like I said, just just still just more, just still interesting, just learning and more about this world, about these characters and stuff. As a uh, Yukimaru, he ends up you know, running off or he ends up, you know, leaving his crew because, uh, cause I can't remember the, the one guy with the purple kimono, uh, he basically says that some, some guy is coming to make sure that they, that they return to base or whatever. And I'm guessing, look, it looks like it might be that guy's older brother. Cause they look just alike. But, um, but anywho, um, yeah, I am, uh, I am excited to continue to watch this and to see you know where um where things go from here cuz like i said just just the uh the the intrigue just continues you know like i said as we just continue to learn more about the world um oh when the uh <laughs> when when the when the pirate chick tried to uh tried to take a uh, try to kidnap a uh, Fina off that dude's ship and then the uh the the head blonde guy or whatever pretty much like stopped her outside I was like yo let her go or you gonna get it and then the lady thought he was she he was bluffing she was like she was like oh you're you're not gonna shoot me and he shot a bullet like right right by her freaking ear <laughs> and then he cocked the pistol again and so did all his soldiers and he was like he was like, at this distance, you know I ain't gonna miss. <laughs> and so he gave her to the count of three, and then like she shoved Fina towards him, whatever. And the way he embraced her kind of made the chick question, like, okay, like, like what, like what is really going on? Who is this chick? What is she to you? Because Fina also has this, uh, had this necklace pendant or whatever that looked like one that the lady said that she gave the blonde dude. And so, yeah. So yeah, so like I said, just just so much intrigue and mystery going on. Uh, 
like I said, Yukimaru, he has struck out on his own to try to go save Fina. And yeah, just, yeah, just, just another, like I said, just another very awesome, really good episode. Like I said, I am just super, super ready to, uh, to continue on. So, next up, we got to talk about a tearjerker. <laughs> to to your eternity. Man. So, of course, a spoiler, full spoilers for all of season one of To Your Eternity. Cause we, we, we gotta we gotta talk through talk through the pain. So yeah. So to your eternity. Of course, how <laughs> I I don't know why I thought that they would let us off, you know, without, I, I don't know why, I guess, I guess a part of me had hope that, that may, maybe, maybe this season they would, you know, let, let us, uh, let, let, let us, let, let us leave in peace, <laughs> but no, we, we could not get that, we, we could not get peace, we got violence, pain and suffering, up till the very end. So, this final episode of the season, uh, Fushi, he ends up finding a uh, Piara. You know, she is in, she is in town in this town or whatever, this bar, eating like two or three peas for dinner, cause that's all that she could get, cause she had no money. You know, luckily the the bartender or the bar guy, whatever, he was nice enough, you know, to at least like give her something. And so, for for a good chunk of the episode, you know, it is a uh, it is Fushi kind of like watching and observing <laughs> Pioran throughout most of the episode, and just. You know, he, he keeps on going back and forth as far as like, he's like, he's like, you know what? No, she'll be fine. She don't need me because, it, you know, with me around, it'll just be nothing but just, just nothing but just pain and sorrow. And so, you know, so he leaves at first and he's like, wait, she's only eating peas. She needs some money. And then he sees that the, the bartender guy, you know, gave her the food in the house as well as some food, like some bread and stuff to take with her as well as a place to stay for the night. Food she leaves again. And he's like, Oh no, you know, she, you know, she's going to get hungry. So he like creates some fruit, leaves it next to her while she sleeps, leaves again. Then he's like, then he's like, uh, what did he say? He's like, oh no, she's going to get, she's going to get cold. <laughs> so then he goes back and tries to make her a coat. And yeah, so they, 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 like I said, this just kept on just like for, for a good chunk of the episode of just Fushi just torn between like like man I don't want to put this old lady in danger but you know I miss her and so uh so I, I love the part where where uh oops sorry where Fushi had uh you know found her when so so yes yeah, so yes yeah, so so when she was in the woods or, or when when he went to go find her in the shed that she had stayed in for the night or that she was missing so he you know tracked her down and saw that she was being taken hostage by this dude trying to send her back to the to the prison island. And so 
Fushi's getting ready to run in and try to help, but nope. PR Ryan, she has it. She like bonks the guy upside the head. Is like be gone, boy. And so, <laughs> and so yeah, so so she did her thing and she freed herself. And so then yeah, then Fushi just like observed her for a night, and then he finally tried to give her the coat while she slept. But PR Ron called him, and then thus they their journey resumed and continued. And so, yeah, so they, they were just living a happy life for who knows how long. Um, I don't know if it was like weeks, months, but for, for all, I would say for like, like a decent amount of time, they just traveled and lived. And, uh, but then he, but then one day out of nowhere, uh, what's her name, a PR on, she started having like, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know if it was dementia or what it was, but basically, she would just kind of like, you know, spaz out. She would like, you know, start wandering off and just, you know, all different types of stuff, like throwing fits and stuff, whatever, just all different types of wild, erratic behavior. And, you know, the kind of like ghost lord thing, whatever that's following Fushi, you know, he told him, he was like, hey, you know, she's getting up there at age. She doesn't have much time left. Um, but, you know, our boy Fushi, he continued to the end, you know, being of service to her, traveling with her, keeping her safe and dealing with, you know, all, all the craziness that she was doing. And then one day, now I will say <laughs> they they gave us multiple freaking there, there was like multiple multiple moments throughout this episode to where I thought that I thought that she had died. Cuz like that first time when she uh when she fell off the horse or the donkey I was like, because they just riding, having a good time, and then she just, just fell. And I'm like, this show is savage. They just, poor lady, she just, she, she just gone. But no, she wasn't. That was, that was the start of her, you know, her, her mind um, leaving her and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just like a couple of times where I'm like, eh, are they going to do it? And like, like I said, I, I got to a point of hope. Of like, no, you know, nah, she's going to be around for a while. But then, towards the end of the episode, uh, they're sitting around. And then PR Ron remarks, she's like, she's like, you know, it's, it's going to rain. A storm's coming. And so she asks Fushi to go get, um, I guess, like the fish and whatever else stuff, you know, that they had, you know, sitting out. So he kind of goes off to, to collect the stuff. And then she lays down. And then she speaks directly to the little ghost dude. And she's like, yo, I know you there. I want you to take me now. And turn me into something more useful to Fushi. You know, than, than her current state. And so the shadow dude appeared before her. And was like, are you sure? You want to do this? And PR runs like, yes, let's do this. And so he tells her, he's like, okay, I want you to picture how, basically, like, how do you want to look, you know, basically for Fushi or to be of use to Fushi or whatever. And so she chooses this uh, younger form. Cause, cause early in the episode, she made a comment when Fushi asked her, like, like, what is something that she wants or wants to do? 
and she said that she wishes that she could go basically go back to like her younger self because she's about how more active she was how she you know she'd be able to eat more food because <laughs> she would have all of her teeth and then uh and talking about how beautiful she was and so she can get the guys and all this stuff whatever and so um so yeah so this is the form that she chose to take and so uh and so she yeah, she she definitely you know she she definitely looked you know very beautiful and stuff but um but yeah and then the guy appeared and you know she got sucked into the orb thing or whatever and then when Fushi came back and saw she was just laying there and then he knew that she was gone and then um yeah that's that's the wild stuff man yeah she she had PR on is gone and uh and then of course the crazy rainstorm came through like she said it would and so uh yeah man Rest in peace, Pioran. Rest in peace to all the characters that we lost along the way this season. Um, because cause early in the episode two, you know, we had that moment where he transformed into all those kids from that group on the island that had all died before he left. So that that was very tough and very sad to see. Now I am like super curious like where season two is going to go because at the end of the episode, you know, after uh, Fushi buries Pioran and he just takes the donkey and they just walk off into the wilderness, the narrator says and shows that several decades passed. So this is at least like, you know, 40 years, 30, 40 years, I'm thinking, because it says several decades, not a couple of decades, not a few decades, several. And so. Yeah, so then we, we see like some big explosion in the woods, see somebody like shoot shoot up into the sky, then into the water, and then we see a the body of a knocker, like little like pink ball or whatever, just like destroyed. And then we see basically a older Fushi come out the water and just laughing his head off. And so I'm just like very curious, like, man, like where is this about to go? And and the explanation too, because it's like it's like man, it's just kind of weird that it's like man, it's been like you know, like I said, like you know, decades and stuff, and it's like it's like it's like has he not transformed at all in these decades or what? You know, especially like I said, because of how he looks now. But um, but yeah, to your eternity, like I said, you know, very very heart jerking series, but. I like super, super loved it, super enjoyed it and stuff. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that is like really all I can really say about it. But, um, yeah, to your eternity, great stuff. All right. So I guess let's go ahead and just, uh, move right into a couple of manga chapters I'm, I've read this week. Like I said, I didn't really, uh, get into too, too much this week or whatever, but, you know, let, let's let me pull it up on my app so I can kind of like, you know, kind of follow along through it. Um, and of course, let's talk about first One Piece manga chapter 1025. And honestly, you know, honestly, it's, it's not like too, too much to say about this chapter or whatever. But I just want to just to shout it out and just to say, like, I love the chapter. It, it was just kind of like this chapter was like a, you know, a great encapsulation of what One Piece is. Of, you know, you had, you know, 
half the, you know, or, or a good chunk of the chapter, or whatever, you know, is uh, Yamato and Kaido clashing, having this kind of like serious family talk and discussion about different things. And then on the flip side, you have this giant pink dragon, a.k.a. Momo, <laughs> flying all around, all through Onigashima, just destroying stuff, whatever, because he is afraid of heights. So he is flying literally blind and just going all through the castle, or whatever. But it was it was like super dope just to see him like just see like everybody's reactions. Like, oh, my God, is that Master Kaido flying through the castle? And people are like, nah, it's a pink dragon, bro. <laughs> that, that ain't no Kaido ain't pink. But uh, but yeah, but I, I just like I just really enjoyed just that fun, you know, like I said, just like that. That nice fun back and forth between like like I said like what Yamato and Kaido was doing and what Luffy and Momo was doing up until like the eventual clash at the end of the chapter where you know Luffy and Yamato both um happened to launch a attack at Kaido simultaneously and then um and then you know Kaido seeing freaking Momo and being like, Yeah, who who the hell are you? <laughs> who are you? And then Momo having the balls to actually speak up and be like, yo, I am Kozuki Momonosuke, the future shogun of Wano. And then Kaido just laughs and then he's like, well, the world doesn't need two dragons. So I, I enjoy that. <laughs> that that little kind of like back and forth between uh, between them two. But, um, but yeah, that, that's that's really like I said, like really all I wanted to say about this chapter. Um like I said, enjoyed it. Was good. Uh, let's see. Next up, let's see. Let's talk about. Uh, let's do. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Hunters Guild Red Hood, um, manga chapter ten, uh, titled the Six, the Sixes Plan. So, like I mentioned last week, you know, I am uh, really enjoying seeing Velu and crew kind of like all kind of come together and you know kind of showcase that like okay like 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 there is more to this you know than than just muscle you know it's like it's like we have characters up here actually you know thinking things out you know uh strategically planning out this fight and stuff and I just I just really liked like the the way that they were explaining their logic and how they got to the conclusions that they got to whatever. And the fact that like Velu and a half and a few of them were like, like was like, you know what, you know, we have two hours and along the way of, of them kind of like figuring out the, the whole like cops and robbers plan of them trying to, uh, you know, uh, stay away from a uh, Graham and debonair, uh, they're like, okay, well, you know, Velu them is like, hey, worst case scenario, you know, somebody gets caught, then one of us is, you know, somebody will just sneak around and tag us back out or whatever. It's not, no, not, not the end of the world. And so, uh, so they, they actually kind of like, for part of their plan, they kind of had to get caught on purpose because they had to confirm, like, what method was being used when, uh, when Debonair and Grimm were bringing prisoners and then getting more handcuffs because it's like, okay, they only have, they're only able to have like a handful or like a few handcuffs on them at a time. 
and it's like dozens, dozens of us running over the place, or whatever. So clearly that's not enough. And so yeah, so that that's that's what that part of the plan ended up coming out to be. And so let me see. I'm kind of looking at scrolling through the chapter, just seeing like other like kind of like key points I wanted to point out. Um, but I, I I just loved like the uh, the kind of like circus chick when she was uh, you know, kind of a uh, using her little like a circus wire to get the handcuffs off of both of them and stuff. Um, even though, you know, ended up getting used against them to get them captured. But like I said, it was kind of part of the plan still. And so I, uh, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the yeah, Velu, uh, portion, which is a circus chicken, then a uh, bonkers, <laughs> Every time I see it, I have to read that freaking name. It just makes me laugh freaking bonkers. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, so they, they were kind of in the cell together. And, uh, like I said, just kind of like, this is kind of where we got, kind of got like the breakdown of the plan and why they were doing what they were doing. And so, uh, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, we get a little flashback to when they were scheming up the plan where Velu says, I think getting arrested is probably not a big deal. And then, you know, he says, you know, the two hour time limit makes makes this seem like a long test, but whether we pass or fail is only determined the instant time is up. Big brain. You know, so long so long as we're not in jail at the final moment, we win. Uh and then uh yeah. And then, yeah, then this is, yeah, he says the, the most effective way to figure that out is, you know, as far as with the plan and the handcuffs store is by getting arrested once and watching what happens. And so, uh, so yeah, so while they are in prison, getting that stuff figured out, um, some of the other group went and found, uh, the brother and sister, uh, Tilty and Milty and asked him, like, Hey, you know, told, told him the plan was like, Hey, do you want to join us? And he immediately, he was like, nah, I refuse. I don't want a part of it. And then basically he talked about like, like the last exam, like what led to him failing was betrayal and basically him talking about how, you know, to be fair, it wasn't as if the two of us were pure victims. You know, we were all deceiving each other, but it got so bad and we all got so suspicious. We wound up, we wound up dragging each other down. So that's pretty wild. But, um, but yeah, and, and I love like at the end that uh let me see that basically they they were waiting for a uh for a sign that okay to to whether to confirm or deny um either way like okay will our plan work or will it not and so they ended up uh i don't know if somebody in the group has this ability or what but basically they were able to send like some uh, some tree vines or like limbs or some whatever going out of the cage along the ground and then blooming over near where the other group was. And so, you know, the security guard is like, what is this mold? And then the guys on the other end is like, it's like, it's like that's a message from Velu. It's green. Then they do get replacements from the staff like we thought. It's go time, Mario. Plan A. And so, yeah, like I said, I, I am just like really, really enjoying uh, 
Hunters Guild Red Hood and just like 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 what's all going on with that. Um let me see. What else do I want to talk about? I could just just briefly just touching on Mashal. So Mashal uh manga chapter seventy seven. Hold on one second. But yeah, so uh yeah. Mashal manga chapter what was this? Uh seventy seven titled Mash Bernadette and the Next Stage. So we pretty much pretty much wrap up the end of uh of Mashal versus Orter or or it kinda gets interrupted. Um because of uh who was it? Because Mash got caught, like all four of his limbs got caught by the sand. But then, who is it? I can't remember the guy's name. But basically, somebody comes in. Oh. Uh, Immortal Kane, Renatus, Revel. I don't remember. But anyway, um, this other guy comes in. Where it was basically, it's like, yo, hey, stop the fight. Uh and then he's like, he tells Mash, he's like, you've been granted permission to proceed to the next stage. The Tri-Magic Ath- <laughs> the Tri-Magic Athlon Divine Mission- Visionary Final Exam. That is a freaking mouthful to say. And Mash is like, the what? <laughs> and Orta's looking confused, but, um, but he kind of basically just breaks it down like, okay, currently there are three elite magic schools. Eastern Magic Academy, St. R's Holy Magic Academy, and Walkis Magic Academy. Each academy sends their finest as their divine visionary candidates, and the final exam uh, has those candidates compete to decide the winner. Um, but things have changed. Um, we think Innocent Zero may have snuck someone in at Walkin as a Walkins student. Uh, Walkins Academy has always believed that might makes right. So th- this might be one of uh, Mash's brothers. Uh, they're an elite school that values strength and nothing else. Yeah, this definitely going to be some of Mash- Mash's siblings <laughs> show up. But uh, but yeah, but basically like, he is explaining how all this stuff works and how, you know, the main prize is the wand of beginnings and yada, yada, yada. And then Mash just goes brain dead because he is like, yo... This is information overload. I don't care. You're saying too much. And so, uh, so, so basically the guy's just like, hey, we're entering, you, we're entering you into the tournament in order to protect the wand. Uh, you know, no one is saying it's going to be easy, you know, because Walken's top three or something else. And they're number one. Domina Blowell, Blow Alive is currently the strongest magic student. And so it uh, says he's as strong as us visionaries, maybe stronger. Uh, oh, I, I, did I miss this? Hard to say considering uh, Domino's, pro- oh, he said probably Innocent Zero's kid. So this might be one of Mash's siblings. Uh, and so basically Mash is just like, you know, must destroy magic, dark magic school, you know, pass exams, so on and so forth. Uh and so yeah, so then we kind of get a tease of this character, and so uh, so they they say that we have some people on our side that's gonna help, you know. Tells Mash like, oh, don't stress, you know, we got some guys from St. R's who who competed with 
rain last year. And so, uh, but yeah, but unfortunately, Domina at the end of the chapter looks like has killed all three of these characters, not beaten, but killed because it's just like blood splatter everywhere and they, they look done for us. So, um, so yeah, so we're getting ready to head into what looks like a pretty big, uh, next arc for, for Mashal. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it and, you know, and, and the potential that it might bring, but, uh, yeah, but I think today that's going to do it for, for, uh, for manga stuff, uh, because I want to talk about, whoops, if I can get it, <laughs> uh, so much stuff I'm still trying to figure out, but, uh, but there is this awesome game that I played that I'm about to review, so main topic of discussion is this game called The Artful Escape. So, the game came out end of last week. Um, I believe it's only on it's Game Pass and PC. Um, I played it on Xbox Game Pass. And honestly, I'll just kind of say up front. So, so I guess in general, the game is basically... I, think, I guess like the best way to kind of describe it is that it's basically kind of like a a musical a okay so so <laughs> okay so let me back up a step order so basically you play as this character uh last name of vendetti francis vendetti and so your your uncle was this legendary folk musician in your hometown and so basically had everybody has all these expectations on you of like okay you're gonna take up his you know his uh, legacy so on and so forth whatever so the game kind of starts off with you kind of getting prepared to do this festival honoring your uncle who has you know been passed away for a while but you're about to do this this festival or whatever and so along the way <laughs> basically you end up going on a journey across the galaxy to Basically, basically, the best way I can describe it is to discover yourself. Now, let me see. I'm gonna show a little bit of some, cause, uh, cause, so, cause th this game is like so crazy to try to talk about. But, uh, but this game, like I say, it, it is, it is a musical. I guess kind of like, like loosely musical rhythm game but that like like those that stuff that those controls is like super loose like super basic loose um you know in 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 that sense but but basically yes yeah, so yeah so you end up getting this guitar to where at any point in time you can strum the strings and just do these like sick guitar riffs Honestly, I would play a piece of it now, but it might blow out your eardrums. Um, if you're interested on both my Twitter, which I'm looking at on my screen now, as well as on my Instagram, I made a post about the game with both pictures and video clips. But like I said, I'm showing some of the pictures and stuff now for those of you that are watching on YouTube. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, so yeah, you have this guitar, whatever, like I said, that you're playing as you go throughout all these environments and stuff, 
and just like some of like the scenery is just so freaking breathtaking and just so freaking beautiful um and yeah that, that's that's really the game in a nutshell because i honestly the game was maybe like four hours and some change if that and yeah it is basically you just kind of just going planet to planet location to location just playing your freaking guitar and there are some parts where it's kind of kind of like like a little like like a little uh like mini game kind of um lord hold on one second yeah to where uh to where you basically get on like the, on these different stages and the different uh bosses or whatever some like either like on their face or just somewhere there are lights corresponding with like the uh the xbox buttons that you have to hit you know in order to uh to basically match you know whatever tone and sound that, that they are making and stuff as well but um but yeah but like so like 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 so like that part is like so like super basic um in in the grand scheme of things but uh but yeah it, it is just like so freaking awesome <laughs> honestly it is just so awesome because the 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 music along with like say just like with these visuals it, it is just a a true sight to uh a true sight to behold for real but um but yeah but i, I loved you know my, my little character i uh i got to name him i named him uh vashro now vashro is a nickname that I've been using in games for for quite a bit of time, whatever. Because growing up, I, I, I always I would always just use Rob, in a lot of the games. But um, even like even before Vat, my son Vash was actually born. I was using Vashro because I just liked it because it was Vash, a name I liked, and then Ro, first letters of my name, Robert. And so uh, so yeah, and then you have kind of like kind of like your uh, your epithet to go along with it. So it's like oh you know the the gleeful, the whimsical, the the uh the charming whatever and i chose the vindictive vashro as my name because like i said i was going through some stuff last week and that's just like the mind frame i was in and so yeah i just loved like i said like getting to to pick his name and his epithet as well as just like my little sick outfit <laughs> it looks so silly but i freaking love it to death um uh, but um but yeah but man this this game honestly for me was just something truly special um for real like i said it wasn't like 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 the biggest and and most bombastic game didn't have like this super crazy you know action combat or whatever it was just an experience is it's the best way i can freaking uh uh describe this game is that it is it is an experience um uh, and yeah, it, it <laughs> up until like up until like the very end, because I love like this last little part where basically you get back after you know basically like I said you kind of go on like on a journey to kind of really to really discover yourself, um because like I said you've been put in the shadow of this legendary singer your uncle, but it's like no it's like it's like you are so much more you are you are meant to be so much more than just the nephew of Johnson Vendetti and so this like the moment at the end of the game where you kind of like do this like 
basically like, like you basically like fully embrace who you are in front of everybody in town and you just like walk up on that stage looking so freaking cool and you know everybody like oh okay who is this dude is is that is that Vashro is that you know is that Francis and so you get on stage you introduce yourself and then you just freaking just just you just uh just put on a show for the ages um and that's how the freaking game ends and it, it was freaking beautiful um like i said like i said like like i said i feel like 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 a big message of this game is just hey you are more than what you think you can be more than what you know other people you know other people try to put labels and boundaries and restrictions on you but you know you believing in yourself you embracing your true self you know and and let 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 your let your brilliance shine through um you know like i said like how how it happened at the, at the end of the game um cause like i said it was truly it was truly a beautiful experience um and honestly like like one of my favorites you know it yeah it, it is like i said it is just like kind of like so hard to put into words but i understand now because i had a early last week um on the uh the kind of funny games uh games cast podcast um tim gettys one of the hosts over there he was the main one kind of champion championing the game saying like how much it just like really spoke to him or whatever whereas you know, a lot of the people was like ah, it's okay da, 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 da. and so honestly if it wasn't for him kind of like speaking so passionately about the game then I might not have even given it a shot, but I feel like this was the perfect game that I needed at this point in time of my life. Like I said, with just like I said, just some stuff I was just going through last week and the mindset that I was in to just be able to just sit back and just strum that guitar, man. <laughs> you know, it, it is just, it, it was truly beautiful, a truly amazing experience. Um, like I said, definitely a uh, a game that I will hold in high regard for myself at the end of the year, and one I will not soon forget. And and this image here of me of you just kind of just riding off, you know, through space, because like I said, man, it, you like I said, you were freaking just like journeying through space, meeting all these different alien creatures, just putting on these crazy rock shows with all these neon lights and lasers and all this stuff, whatever. And yeah, it is just freaking awesome. So yeah, so shout out to the Artful Escape and shout out to the uh, the studio that made it. Actually, let me see. What is the name of the, the studio? is called Beethoven and Dinosaur. And this is their first video game. Uh... And like I said, they, they, I feel like they knocked it out of the park, you know, on this first go ride. So this is, this is definitely a game to where, you know, it makes me think like, okay, hey, next time I see their studio name, I will definitely give whatever it is they're looking at, they're looking at a, a true blue honest look. 
because uh, like I said, this was truly uh, truly something special. Um, you know, like I said, that that I, that I got to uh, that I got to experience. And so yeah, so yeah, um, I, I don't really like do scores and stuff, whatever, for for any type of reviews. But I definitely say highly recommend this game. Um, like I said, if if you are just looking for something just like real low key, chill, you know, pretty easy going, um, the 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 rhythm stuff where it's pretty forgiving. Because honestly, what I was what I was doing was I was pressing the buttons as they were happening. Because you know, most like some games where you like, okay, you'll let the enemy or the boss, you know, do whatever pattern. Like, okay, blue, green, blue, green, yellow, yellow. And instead of me waiting for that whole thing to be done and then trying to replicate it all, I'm doing like, okay, blue, blue, green, green. Okay, blue, blue. All right, yellow, yellow. Okay, I'm doing it as they're doing it. So if they're like, okay, you know, you know, X, B, right bumper, left. I'm doing it as it's going or whatever. And I feel like that kind of worked really good for me. But, uh, but yeah, the, the Artful Escape, honestly, like I said, just... On first look, a game that honestly wasn't really going to give too much of a time of day. Like I said, not necessarily, it, just because, like I said, just, just off a of first glance, it was like, ah, I don't know if this is going to be for me. But, like I said, now having experienced it firsthand, it is, uh, it is definitely something, sorry for that again. I got to stop doing that. Um, that, that I am truly glad that, uh, that I got to experience. So yeah. So hopefully those of you out there, uh, you know, get a chance to, uh, to check out the game and to, uh, let me know what y'all think of it. But, uh, but yeah, I think, let me see. Cause I think I covered everything all the news and stuff I want to talk about. So, yeah, so I guess let's go ahead and just wrap this bad boy up because I'm doing another late night session. <laughs> but I feel like that this one is definitely uh, super worth it. So let's go ahead and wrap the show up. What y'all think? So we have reached the end of our first video episode of Danny's Talk Podcast. Like I said, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, fingers crossed, and y'all actually get to see this, because uh, I, I put a lot of, you know, a lot of care, a lot of love into all the different stuff y'all saw me doing on this episode, and I hope that y'all liked it, you know, because like I said, it's definitely a lot of pre-work to do to get, you know, all these transitions and videos and images and all that stuff set up um but yeah i hope i hope you guys enjoyed it um it, it is fun what's fun for me to do and i look forward to going on to this new freaking journey with y'all man um and to anybody out there in youtube land that might be watching this for the first time welcome but uh yeah um as usual you know you can find all my work and everything on my website at dadneedstotalk.com um, like I said if, if you're not already make sure you're subscribed to the podcast it's available on all streaming platforms if you find it if you find a platform I am not on that you want me on or that you feel like I need to be on 
let me know and your boy will do his best to get on there uh, you know all socials are also at dad needs to talk or dad needs to talk podcast on instagram and yeah man this is freaking awesome i'm loving my new logo shouts out again to uh to tyrant for uh, for uh, for doing this dope dope work i freaking love it love seeing me and my son as Bachelor Stampede, a young Bachelor Stampede, and me as Papa Wolfwood. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, y'all be easy. I hope y'all have an awesome week, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Y'all be easy. Y'all take care of yourselves. Read some manga, watch some anime, treat yourself to something nice, and. We are out. I'll catch you guys in the next one.